I'm Elio. He's Ben, and this is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how is it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing a lot better than Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I felt great. I slept great all night. Yes, the uh, I, was, I was like wiped out. <laughs> yeah, that vaccine knocked you on your ass. Yeah, I, I um, I know that was your first dose, but I just had I just had a friend who got her second one, and um, and she's literally got all sorts of shit going on. So, oh wow, um, okay. yeah, I'm hesitant with this second one for sure. Oh, you, did you get your first one as well? No. Oh, okay. All right. But like, to be honest, like, like, like we've talked about, um, you know, like I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything, but like I'm, I'm just very hesitant about this one based on what I'm consistently seeing. All right. So I, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm supposed to do all these things, and uh, nothing's happened uh, to me. I, I, what did I get? Just I had a sore arm and for about a day, and that's it. Yeah, but um, prior to um coming on air, <laughs> I sent you a couple of videos. <laughs> yes, and um, and ladies and gentlemen, I I I would actually encourage you to go and look at this and compare because um. AEW might be getting sued for copyright infringement. No, 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 hold on, hold on, no, no, wait, that's not AEW, that was his MLW theme. Well, then, M- I'm so- sorry, MLW may be getting sued at some point down the line, and I'm actually surprised that they haven't, because if you listen closely, Marco Sun's theme song sounds exactly like the mu- a Muppets song called Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. No, that's a group's by, name. Yeah. The, the, no, that's the group's name. The name of the, the title of the music is called Funky Chimes. Right. But but my point in saying that um, was it, it basically can, the band consists of the Muppets. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite an oh interesting. God. It was. It's. Uh, like, I see. How can you take this guy seriously after hearing that? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, to be honest with, to be honest with you, the only individual in Jurassic Express that I can take seriously at this point in time is Jungle Boy. Yes, because I, I'm, I'm so done with Luchasaurus. Now I t- I told you I've um I've been listening to these uh, different podcasts uh, like Scream and Horror Soup and two um and they cover like all movies right right so I figure every week I'm gonna write down a list of movies that I've listened or episodes I've listened to and what movies they've covered and I thought I'd uh, we'd uh, we'd go on the air and I'd rhyme off this list. The new list every week and uh, tell you some of the weird movies that are up there and see and uh, to let our listeners know which ones are not bad and which ones kind of suck. Yeah, very good because we need uh, we need new content to replace our um, 
trips back in time via the DeLorean because Peacock has decided to suck the excitement out of the previous version of the WWE Network. So, um, yeah, and, and the latest uh, estimations that, I, that I've heard in terms of when Peacock is going to be uh, up and running in, in its entirety is August. So... Um, yes. one of my one of my favorite segments on the show has got to take a back seat until then. Those stupid bastards. No, and before we go on with this list, um, are you aware that tomorrow night there are two biographies on? Um, I know, I know. The first one is uh, the Stone Cold documentary, oh. right? Okay, because they're also uh, airing one at around 6 p.m. Uh, on Andre the Giant. Oh, is, is that the one that I've, uh, that I've seen, or is it a different one? I think it's the one that... I'm, I'm not sure, because I haven't seen this one, so I couldn't say. But I just uh, saw that that when I was looking through my uh, TV guide on the on the app I have on my iPad. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm de- I'm definitely gonna uh, take a look at it. I think I think with the Andre the Giant one, it's it's the same one that I've seen. Um, but then um, I think the Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, documentary. Airs at eight o'clock, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes, like soon as I uh, saw that on uh, Raw, I uh, went to check the TV, the guide on my iPad, and yeah. I said, and I set the timer to record. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set that up on my DVR as soon as we get off the air here. All right, so let's take a look at this list of movies, so. and this list of movies that I have. Consists of, of course, the movie, uh, the podcast episodes I listen to, as well as movies I have on my DVR that I've still not seen. And uh, those movies right. consist of movies I've seen in the past, and I just wanted to record them again, just to watch them again. So the first one I have is from, right. nine, it's from 1961. It's a horror movie called Mr. Sardonicus. I have not seen this one. Let's look for, just for shits and giggles, ladies and gentlemen, just so I can play along with Elio's new segment idea. Let me uh, Google Mr. Chardonicus and see what the uh, see what the story is here. And okay. I will actually pull are. this up. I will actually pull this up on my end as well. This movie is bizarre. It is, but see. They call it a horror movie, but if you actually watch it and you look deeper into the story, there's actually something more there to the story. It's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast type thing. But it's... So, so yeah, so... Oh, who the hell is Guy Rolf? Anyway. That's the guy who... Sorry, that's the guy who plays uh, the part of Mr. Sardonicus. Guy Rolf. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard of any of these actors. Yeah, well, of course, it's um, the 60s. I have not even heard of these guys. But um, this was directed by William Castle. And if you have you heard of that name? Yes, I have. 
Okay, he's the one that uh, directed uh, Thirteen Ghosts. If if you've seen, have you seen that one? I've heard of it, but I hadn't seen it. So. So, um, no, but th th this one actually looks like um, the kind of movie that my brother would be into because he, he watches all, all sorts of old right. horror movies. Now, can you, if you look at my iPad, you see, do you see that? Uh, let me, um, no, if you look at my, if you look at my iPad. Oh, oh yeah. All okay. right. That's actually a mask that uh, Guy Rolf is wearing. And I'm going to show you what he looks like under the mask. So this kind of like freaked me out when I saw this. I was like, what in the world? I'm just going to find the image here on. This is, this yes. is active research. Here there, is, there is what he looks like underneath the mask. He, it looks like he's wearing a mask. Is that his actual face? That was his actual face under the mask. Oh, See, no wonder he was wearing a right, mask. That's, that's, that's an even better picture of it right there. Oh, okay. All right, so like basically he calls um, he calls for this doctor to fly to the fictional um, country of Gorslava and uh, asks for him to Perform to like give him a cure to get rid of this uh, deformity that he has, so he doesn't have to wear the mask anymore. So at the end, the doctor cures him. Then he leaves. But technically, if you you, you want to feel sorry for this guy, but you really can't because he's actually the villain in this case because because he was rejected by like society. So now he's taking his uh, anger out on his uh, wife and, uh, and other people as well. Like he torturing them. Yeah, so I am uh, just out of sheer uh, curiosity. I'm, I'm now clicking on the name of uh, the, his former love interest in the movie. And it, Maud is played by Audrey Dalton, and uh, yep. let me tell you, let me tell you something. In, in her day, Audrey Dalton was oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> right? You, you know, you, you know how uh, you know how um, Billy has that new uh, new talk show on SmackDown, right? Called Dingo, hello. hello. Uh, well, that was my exact reaction <laughs> when I pulled up this picture of this lady because, God damn. All right, our next movie. I'm going to throw these two together because this is just stupid. This yeah. is a horror movie centered around the holiday of Thanksgiving. This one is called Thanks Killing. Now, oh, there God. is. Now, we have Thanks Killing 1. Followed by Thanks Killing Three. Tell me what's wrong with that. Uh, what, what I just said. There's uh, two. Where's the sequel? Right. There never was a sequel. They jumped from part one directly to part three. They never made a part two. Was, so was that just a 
Was that just a mistake, or did they do that on purpose? No, I think they purposely did that. This is, uh, because I was looking at something, it was apparently this is the first franchise that's uh, skipped a sequel. <laughs> so thanks, Killing One. And I, you know what, some movies are just too stupid for me to even give any time to, so I just played in the background on my iPad. So I'm going to read the, the synopsis for this. Uh-huh. A homicidal turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. <laughs> Tell me, no, no, that's just too stupid to even I <laughs> watch. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, 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 and uh, now, now we're on to part three, okay? Wait, 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 wait. Let me, before we move on to part three, let me... Let me just digest what I've just heard. <laughs> did, did you just describe to me a homicidal turkey? A homicidal turkey. I can't make stuff like this up. I cannot make stuff like this wow. up. You know what? You know what? I'll even, I will even show you the, the DVD cover itself. That is a cover. What the hell? It's like it's like Jason Voorhees and Killer Turkeys, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the. Good lord. No, no, no. We're gonna move on to part uh, part three, okay? Part three. I'm gonna read the synopsis again because I didn't watch this. I'm not gonna waste my time because this movie got a two out of ten. That's how bad it is. Well, yeah, yeah. So here, here we go. The synopsis for part three reads like this. Foul-mouthed villain Turkey carves through the likes of a rapping grandma, a mindless puppet, a wig-wearing inventor, a bisexual space worm, and their equally ridiculous <laughs> friends on his quest to recover the lost last on, on a quest to recover the last copy of Thanksgiving 2. Oh gee, oh my god. Um, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast has taken on a direction I was not expecting. We have a rapping grandma and a bisexual space worm. What the hell? Look at this. Look at that. That's a still from the movie. Look at that. What the hell? <laughs> Just thinking that. So, so that's the title of this podcast. A rapping grandma and a bisexual space worm. <laughs> Write it down, bitch. But like when I saw this, no, 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 pay attention. Pay, I'm writing it down. down. I'm, I'm writing it down. I'm saying uh, you because can't stuff like this up. You know how um you know you know how um uh podcast or episode titles take um take their uh, take their lines from like dialogue in a, in a show, right? Yeah, sure. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, but yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, you can't make, I can't make stuff like this up. I showed you right there on the screen. But So, uh, so no, this is the title that you're going to write down, right? Yeah, yeah I already uh, so, have it written down. No, 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 no
I'm going to change it just a little bit. Okay. Let's say, I'd rather watch rapping grandmas and bisexual space worms than WWE television. Okay, so I'd rather watch rapping grandma and bisexual space worms than WWE television. No, say it yes. again. <laughs> I'd rather watch rapping grandmas and bisexual space worms than WWE television. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Now, our last, our last two movies for this segment this week. The first one is Misery from 1990. Now, tell me you've seen this. No, I haven't. Oh, Okay. <laughs> now, the, now, the, now, this movie, this movie, you really need to watch. Are you into Stephen King? Yes. See, you're going to love this movie. I, I, I recommend you, you check this movie out because this one it was great. I really enjoyed it. From the story to, like, the character, like, Kathy Bates plays the main character, Annie Wilkes, and she rescues this author, Paul Shelton, played by James Caan, and she yeah. basically holds him, holds him as her captor. And, like, he's, he writes, uh, he's written a series of her favorite uh, novels uh, with a, a character which is basically a pet pig named Misery Chastain. So she's, like, an obsessed fan. So, have you ever heard how someone always says, I'm your number one fan? Yeah. You get that from this movie. She's the one that said it to, to uh, James Conn. She's like, I'm your number one fan. Oh, God. So, and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that yeah. one. The cover for that one is like, looks like that. That right there. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that's pretty basic, but still. No, no, but uh, this one came out in 1990. I, I recommend you watch this. If you like Stephen King, I'm sure you'll like this one. Yeah, I uh, I actually have a bunch of Stephen King books. Oh, do you have this one in there? Uh, no, I have... Um, I have... I'm, I'm looking directly at uh, YZ's story as I'm looking at my desk right now. And um, I also have uh, Firestarter and the Stand. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. You, this Was one, that, this one, you would definitely enjoy. Misery. And then uh, the synopsis for this one reads like this: <laughs> After a famous author is rescued from a car crash by a fan of his novels, he comes to realize that the care he is receiving is only the beginning of a nightmare of captivity and abuse. You mean the abuse we take from WWE television <laughs> on a weekly basis? <laughs> <laughs> Which puts us in a state of misery. Oh, Lordy. Well, I... I I still want to go with the original title idea because I think. Oh no, no I got that down. Um, now, have you have the, the last one I have is Caddyshack. Yeah, everybody's seen Caddyshack. Have you, have you I, seen? Have you seen? Oh, okay, what do you think? I mean, it's okay. I mean, if you but if if you like campy comedy, which I do. 
So, I mean, I appreciated it, but I mean, I didn't think it was, you know, now, classic. Now, in, film. in in the past, I've never seen it. I've only seen like clips of it, like here and there. Like uh, until recently, I recorded it, but I deleted it from my iPad because I could only watch on on my DVR, and I didn't want to go upstairs and watch on my DVR. So, right. I I. I put it on my computer and I watched it and you know what? I'm not a fan. I didn't enjoy it at all. It just there was no story and no plot. I fans, you might I might get a and whole lot of once, fans. Once hate. again, once again, kind of like WWE television, ladies and gentlemen. I might get a lot of hate from fans for this, but I don't like Candy Shack. I thought it was boring and stupid and not funny at all. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Well, well, that's that's the that's the kind of reaction I get when I tell people that I never really understood the fandom behind the Beatles. Like, uh, right? And I like the Beatles, but uh, yeah, this one. But yeah, but I never got the, the whole like big thing like all oh, the Beatles because they invaded the US in '63, I believe it was. But that that is yeah, all. So. That, that's my list of uh, movies for you this week. So Caddyshack, not funny. I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was boring. Misery was a, a really great movie that I really enjoyed. I'm a Stephen King fan, and the Thanksgiving movies can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> with their turkey bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> and Mr. Sardonicus, it was interesting. I had never seen it before. I only ever heard of it. It was interesting. I'll say that. So fans, Very good. you want you want to go and check that one out, but I suggest you stay away from the turkeys and thanks killing all that bullshit. <laughs> Oh well, this this podcast did get off to an interesting start. <laughs> but now we're gonna move on to the week that was well, the semi week because we already covered Monday Night Raw and NXT. So we only have UK, AEW, and SmackDown. Yeah, so this will be a abbreviated show for you, which which I kind of I kind of like that because. You know, as much as I love coming on here and, and shooting the shit with you and obviously entertaining our our audience, mm-hmm. um, WrestleMania season gets a little bit hectic, to say the least, um, you know, when you're trying to cover on a podcast. And, and for long-time listeners of the show, you'll remember when we typically only did one show a week. And... So far in twenty in twenty twenty one, if you include this show, which is being recorded on uh, Saturday on uh, Saturday night, April seventeenth, this will be our twenty second sh- show of the year already. So we are well ahead of our usual pace at this point in the year because of WrestleMania season. And is and it is April seventeenth, and uh, we should make a note that uh, this is, in fact, Roddy would have been Roddy Piper's birthday today, April April seventeenth. 
Yeah, it actually would it actually would have been my grandfather's birthday as well. So yeah, we miss Roddy Piper. He was he was one of the greats. Yes, may they play his bagpipes in heaven. Yep. So happy birthday to Hot Rod. Absolutely. Now, then, before we get into the shows, there were a lot of freaking releases this week. <laughs> sounds like sounds like somebody's having a party in the Canela household. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of releases this week. No, I was waiting for you to uh, say something about the releases. Oh yes. Um. So uh, I'm sorry. I I got distracted. I thought you paused this for a second. Um. But yeah. So we had. Samoa Joe, which to me was, to me, when I heard Samoa Joe got released, my world stopped spinning for several seconds. That was blasphemous. How do you release Samoa Joe? (laughs) Well, exactly. And it's, it really shows you how clueless this company really is. Next I mean, name, next name. Who do we have next? Well, we are, okay, go on, and then uh, give us the next name. Then we have Chelsea Green, which pissed me off because she didn't even get a chance, and I think she she could be fantastic. Back, so to, like, back, back to Impact with uh, Matt Cardona. I guess, but I mean, like, you know, she got injured on her, on her SmackDown roster debut. And she didn't even get a chance. And uh, the only time we ever saw her in, in uh, NXT was when she was with the Robert Stone brand. And she uh, she also had a match on Raw as well. Exactly. So, and then I I know this next round is going to to upset you, Elio. But quite frankly, it didn't really upset me. And I can tell by your smile that you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I'm more upset. I'm more. I'm more upset with the reason. What What was the reason? If I If I heard this right, that uh, Kevin Dunn had something to do with because he because he told Vince he just doesn't get Billy Kay. And if that was that was the case, then that's just stupid. And fuck you, Kevin Dunn. Well, uh, um, you know, I uh, well, I think we have a lot of reasons to say fuck you to Kevin Dunn to tell you but the truth. Close, and I'll tell you one thing: um, the, we never brought this up at WrestleMania because I'd forgotten. What the hell? Wait, you remember when Roman Reigns? I think yeah, it was Roman Reigns who was bringing down all the chair shots on Brian and Edge, or was yeah. it Edge who was doing it? Either one, the camera zooming in and out with each chair shot. Yeah, the well, they, they, they must have agreed to pay those fines ahead of time. Either that or they just got the moves cleared so that they wouldn't have to pay the fines. I'm not talking about the moves. I'm talking about the camera zooms. Why, why, why well, are they doing that with the zooming in and out on the... Well, because, because Elio, you have to remember, WWE thinks we have the attention span of Nets. It's, it's just it, like, I mean, uh, have, are they have, you, where, where have you, you seen? I'm sorry, go ahead. 
No, see, we were, I was reading about the Lion's Storm. He said he couldn't finish that main event just, just for that reason. That with the cameras, the way they well, were taking it. Well, and I don't blame him. I mean, it's it's lucky that uh, that I didn't have epilepsy as I was watching this because, huh. but but the amount of camera cuts on weekly WWE television has always been absolutely absurd. And we've seen this uh, on Raw as well with the camera like boom, boom, like left, right, center, left, right, and it's just stop. Why are you doing that yeah. with the camera? It's ridiculous. No. Yeah, 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 I agree. But um I absolutely agree. So let's uh tell the fans what we have this week. We have AEW Dynamite, NXT UK, and SmackDown. Exactly. So you said you have AEW and I've got UK and you have SmackDown. So why don't why don't we get into AEW Dynamite? Yeah, so let me uh why is that not up on my... Oh, I might have... Okay, here we go. Yeah, I... Uh... What? What? No, no, no. It's a SmackDown thing. Oh, I'm going to pull the AEW results up on my screen okay, as well. Here, here we go. I got them. Oh, oh. Right, right off the bat. Right off the motherfucking bat. Oh no, what? What in the hell is wrong with the website that I'm using to do this review? Why? Now, now let, let me ask you something, Elio, because I'm about to go off on a rant just because of what I just saw. Oh no. Um, did you did you see this week's edition of AEW Dynamite? Yes, I have to watch it for my other show. Yes. <laughs> okay, so 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 because I know you won't bullshit me like this site is bullshitting me. Um, out of ten, what would you rank this show? On 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 the other show, on my other show, I gave it a C, which is basically a six out of ten. Well, I I agree. That's what I, that's what I would have ranked it precisely. No, what did um, they give? What did they give it? An eight point five. What? No, no. What the hell? They must have been smoking oh. some good uh, some oh. good Kush in the back with oh. RVD. Eight point five. That's generous. What the hell? That's. Ex- Oh. That's extremely generous. Are okay. You, are you like what, what is going on right now? <laughs> they're, 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 let me explain to you what's going on. They're as high as RVD and Matt Riddle at, at Raw after WrestleMania. Oh that's what this God. is. Yo, that, that's that's terrible. Why would they do that? Well, oh my uh, God. Well, apparently the um, the reviewer um, was was a very big fan of of the young bucks versus uh, Ray Phoenix and Pac. Okay, I, I enjoyed that match, but I didn't think it was like uh, like uh, like uh, great 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 like five star match. Uh, it was just okay for me. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, actually, and I agree with you, but um, this gentleman here, and I'm not going to name names because 
I'm not throwing them under the bus because we just have different ways of looking at things. Right. But, but he uh, he gave this match a four out of five stars. Wow. Okay. I would have given it like a th three, 2.5 or three, between 2.5 and three out of five. Yeah, I, I agree. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm much more along your line of thinking. I mean, I look, I do like Ray Phoenix a lot. I think that he is, like, amazing at what he does. Mm -hmm. So I get it from that perspective because, you know, this guy – is like me in the regard that he really enjoys Ray Phoenix and anything that Ray Phoenix is in gets elevated. So from that right. perspective, I agree with him. Um, so that that's fine. And then uh, let's see. So oh okay, but but I for, I forgot something. So before this match even takes place. Uh, the show kicks off with Mike Tyson getting interviewed because he's back on the show and, and this time this time he's going to be involved in something uh, regarding the newly returned and the newly reformed uh, face version of the Inner Circle. And so Impact kicks off backstage with MJF, or as Jericho has coined him, my jerk-off friend uh, coming coming up to Mike Tyson, and he gives him a blank check uh, in exchange for for him help, helping helping out the pinnacle in the main, in the match later on tonight, right? Or later on on this episode of Dynamite, not tonight, because this was on Wednesday. Um, but he, <laughs> but in uh, classic Mike Tyson fashion, instead of instead of writing any amount of money he wants on the check, he rips it up into several little pieces and proceeds to eat the check. So. I got a big kick out of that just because it's it's Mike Tyson and that's hilarious. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. So right off the bat, that was a that was a high point for me. And then since we've all already gone over um, the our disagreement in the ranking for the first match, we can move on to the second match, which was. Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill. And and I'll, I mention this only because at, at first, when uh, when Jade came in with Shaq, I was like, oh, my God, this isn't going to go well. Um, but Jade Cargill has really shown me something uh, since, since she started getting in the ring. And oh, my God, I, I love Jade Cargill. I, I think she's great. Well, I have to say, I, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't think they set her up very well with uh, introducing her via Shaq. Um, but um, but I have to I have to say that she definitely has an it factor in my opinion. So I thoroughly enjoy her involvement. Um, and then 
I have I have to mention uh, the fourth match of the evening, which was um, Dax Hardwood versus Chris Jericho. Now, I think both members of um, of FCR are uh, great, and as such, I think they're underrated as singles guys. Um, but the one part that I absolutely hated about this match, and and it kind of took me out of it a little bit, there was a there was a spot where um, where uh, Jericho had locked in the uh, the walls of Jericho, and then Dax craw- crawled to the ropes to uh, to break that up. Well, the pro- the problem was. It was very obvious with the way that um, that Jericho had set the move up previously that he was setting it up for um, uh, for uh, Dax's partner Cash Wheeler to come in and and, and break up the submission because uh, because um, of course Cash and Mike were at ringside. Uh, as as was Sammy Guevara, so that spot came off as a little cheap because it was it was very uh, it was very scripted and very um, very obvious that Cash Wheeler was going to break up the uh, the submission attempt, but um, you know it it, ma- it made sense and the um, and the promo that had set this up. Earlier in the evening, um, where they made, uh, where Inner Circle made uh, Mike Tyson an honorary member of the Inner Circle, uh, that that was kind of funny. And if you recall last week, I kind of, I kind of laughed at the fact that Tyson is now aligned with the Inner Circle based off of Jericho's history with Tyson. Because I, I I have actually mentioned that uh, both times that they had been in the ring together uh, didn't end so well with Jericho. Well, I kind of forgave them for that after this promo because Jericho mentioned that and explained why they were together. So, well, well, it still wouldn't isn't the way that I would have handled the situation. I I understand why the inner circle would bring in Mike Tyson to take out my jerk off friend, otherwise known as Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um, but um, the low point was Anthony Agogo versus oh Cole Carter. God, that was bad. What was with that liver shot? I mean, this this guy's this guy's See, not in the. That Did he use his right hand or left hand? I think it was his right hand. Okay, well, that's not that can't be a liver shot because usually you do that with your left. But that was All just right. that, that, that match itself was just stupid, though. I uh. now hold on before you go on, Cole Carter. I just need. Okay, this guy basically has nothing because I just looked up information on him. So in the spotlight, 
uh, that was no Indy Spotlight because he really has no uh, background. Yeah, well, other than that, AEW, that was that was a buzzkill for your attempt at in Indy Spotlight. Right, it's okay. <laughs> but, but just like a good professional, we will smoothly sail into the next segment of the show. Oh my god. You know, I don't understand why they did this with Chris Satlander versus Amber Nova. Why? What is it with um, AEW and squash matches? I mean, I get it. I guess they wanted to reintroduce Chris Satlander to the audience. Oh, no, I, 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 got, I, got, I got this. But, yeah, I get what you're saying, but, yeah. But, but it... But I just I didn't like the squash match in this situation. Have you ever uh, seen this other one, Amber Nova? No. Okay, because I'm I looked her up, but it was exactly the the one that I thought it was. Because I've no. I, I've seen her I've seen her picture before. That's that's her. She was a part of a shine. Show me the picture again. I just pulled it up. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Actually, actually, see if you can see if you can look something up for me. Sure. See if you can see if you can find out who her boyfriend is, and I'll tell you why. I'm sorry. Uh, who? Uh, who's? Amber Nova's. Oh. See if you can find because because she was catching flack on Twitter during this whole uh, segment where she was in the ring because apparently. Because people on Twitter were calling her boyfriend a pedophile, Ooh. and I, I found that very interesting. So, see if you can find out who who that is. All right, let's uh, do on the fly research and continue on uh, while I look that up. Um, and yes, I I will do just that. And while our research department uh, figures that out, the main event was Matt Hardy versus. Uh, Darby Allen, and right off the bat, before we even get into the main event, I have to say thank you to Matt Hardy for even being in that situation because just a few days previously, his father Gilbert had passed away at the age of 87, uh, which which is the same reason why Jeff Hardy did not appear at WrestleMania 37. Um, so so. Uh, thank you to Matt Hardy for even uh, performing uh, this past Wednesday in, in the midst of all that. And we certainly extend our thoughts to you and uh, Jeff during this very difficult time. I can't imagine how much it has to suck. Now, talking about the, the match in general, I actually, Darby Allen is growing on me. Um... You know, he's kind of like, um, you know, this generation's Jeff Hardy. I don't think he's going to have a very long career based off the stuff that he does. Um, like, for, for instance, there was, a, there was a spot where he went through a table. And, uh, I mean, when, when I say went through a table, I don't mean like a, just a typical table spot. I mean, he crashed. Uh, through this motherfucker, um, 
after um, after Matt delivered a uh, leg drop through the through the um, through the table, and on in in situations like that, I think that should be the finish of the match. Um, so I don't I don't like it. I don't like it when. Excuse me, when, when there's that comical level of near fall situation. But, um, you know, for what it was, um, you know, it was, a, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I just figured it was a little bit overbooked with the table crash and he kicked out of a twist of fate. So the, the, they're really doing all they can to push Darby Allen in AEW, which is something I agree with because I do think he has a, a star quality to him. Absolutely. But uh, he, he might want to adjust his style a little bit, especially as he starts to age or else he's not going to be in the business very long. Um. But overall, I thought it was a decent addition of of AEW, but not certainly not worthy of an eight point five. Okay, okay, Ben. Yeah. So I have information here. Well, yeah. she she says that uh, it's none of it. None of it's true. But uh, this guy is uh, apparently he's a. Uh, he is a registered, uh, let me says, registered sex offender wrestler and vision dojo operator, Chasen Rance. What's his name? Chasen Rance. Okay, oh, was, uh, I don't know if he was in MLW Underground TV. I'm not, that's what I'm getting here. Okay, uh, spell his name for me. Okay, it's C H A S Y N. Rants, R-A-N-C-E. Okay, uh, Jason Rants crime. I'm I'm curious now. Uh, I have a picture of him up here on my iPad. Oh well, okay. Let me let me see if what I can find. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Um. Let's see. So it it says that he, um, oh boy, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to read that on the air. I'm I'm not get, I'm not getting involved with uh with what um. Is it is it really bad? Not what I said, right? I just I just said uh the the title of the like link, but I didn't say anything else. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is some uh, interesting stuff. So, um, wow. yeah, I'm. Uh, ugh. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we don't. I'm not gonna mention that on the air. I'm. I'm not even gonna give that the time of day. I was just curious, but I kind of regret it now. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, moving is speaking of smoothly sailing into the next segment of the show. Uh, now that um, now that I've 
I've gone through uh, AEW. I will now give the virtual mic over to Elio uh, for his his section of the review. Elio, take it away. All right. So we got NXT UK lined up, and um, this week we had four matches. In the first one, we had Nathan Frazier defeating Saxon Huxley. Uh, now, I know you, you you said you didn't get to see this week, um, but um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Saxon Huxley. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, this guy is uh, pretty good. He's one of my favorites on UK. Um, he looks a little like Bruce Brody. So that one, um, um, they gave that one six minutes, five seconds. Now, this next one, is, we have Isla Dawn defeating Amelia McKenzie. And um, tell you, um, this was a pretty good match. I really like Isla Dawn, and I'm glad to see she's like actually winning matches now because since I started covering UK, uh, she was always losing matches. But now that she's got this heel character uh, and she's associated with Kaylee Ray, she's like winning matches. So that's good to see. Yeah, definitely. This guy, this next match, this guy is another one that uh, he was of. He was losing match after match. It was like uh, anytime they needed someone to lose. On UK, they will bring this guy in. This week, Jack Storrs picks up his first victory ever against Ashton Smith. And in the main event, Kenny Williams defeats former tag team partner Amir Jordan. So that's pretty much what we had for NXT UK this week. Uh, wasn't bad, but... Uh, I'm sure the I'm sure in the following weeks uh, it's gonna we're gonna see even more great matches. Uh, I'm yeah. not a fan of this not Nathan Frazier though. Yeah, well, I uh, like I said, I, I'm <laughs> as of this podcast, I'm not qualified to give an opinion on um, on NXT UK, but I promise uh, that starting next week, I definitely. Uh, we'll start watching. Um, actually, I, as you know, I did watch um, last week's edition of it, and I uh, I thought the wrestling was very um, was very good by and large. Um, the second, no. sorry, you know that if it's not working on the network, I I I gave you that one site that I use. Yeah. Yes, and I actually. Um, that's actually where I watched it because I was having um, issues finding it on Peacock at the time, but I managed to find it on that very website. Yep. So okay, I, appreciate, cool. I appreciate that. All right. So um, basically, that's NXT UK. Um, now we're going to throw it back over to Ben for SmackDown, and we will close out the show for the week. Yes, and I and I pro I promise you from next week on I will be on top of NXT UK. You just gotta wait for me this week. Um, but uh, no excuses, and I do apologize. But I will take care of that starting next week. On to SmackDown, and speaking of not taking care of business, oh, no. uh, what? <laughs> you I, say you, I, you, you sound upset. <laughs> 
I, I have to ask you, Elio. Um, this this was the Raw and SmackDown after uh, WrestleMania this week, uh, was it not? Yes, sir. So okay, so I, I I'm not delusional. So based on your knowledge of passions and what the, the post. The post-WrestleMania Raw and SmackDown is supposed to be... Sorry, before you go on, I didn't forget that one title. It's not WrestleMania Backlash, it's WrestleMania Rehash. I, I'm just saving that for a future episode. Yeah, I, I have it written down. Save that for the for the uh, pay-per-view preview. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's perfect. Um, but I, I have to tell you, man, there was... There was nothing on either Raw or SmackDown this week that would indicate to me that it was a post-WrestleMania show. I mean, this is embarrassing, if you ask me, um, because uh, I'm, I'm going to state the obvious here for a minute, but I have a, I have a point for doing so. Let, let, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we had a triple threat main event for WrestleMania Night 2 uh, featuring Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns. Now, after that match and the fact that it was a tremendous match and obviously very successful, uh, wouldn't it bear... Uh, wouldn't it bear covering that situation on SmackDown by having all three members of that match present on the post-WrestleMania edition of SmackDown, given that it was a SmackDown main event of WrestleMania? Yes. Well, I believe so, too, and so I, I am not alone in thinking logically, but apparently WWE is incapable of producing logical television oh. because two-thirds of the WrestleMania main event were not present on SmackDown. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, let me guess. Is that Edge and um, Bobby? No, is that Edge and Daniel Bryan? Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for him, Johnny? Because my co-host is smarter than Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant question, Elio. That's what the fuck I want to know. And um, and you should be proud of me because I have been noticeably more uh, more uh, analytical uh, in my in my approach this episode and and the previous episode because I didn't curse nearly as much. I think you dropped the f bomb before I did this evening. So you, you, should, you should be proud of me, but I just can't contain myself. When two-thirds of the WrestleMania main event is not on the post-WrestleMania edition of SmackDown, which is a brand that main evented the show. What the hell is going on here? Exactly. Now, now, having said that, I will give Roman Reigns all kinds of credit. 
And I will extend that same courtesy to his advocate, Paul Heyman, because the segments that they were in on SmackDown were fucking brilliant. But I have a question. Yeah. Is it, is it just me or is it, is, it, is it kind of creepy the way Paul Heyman looks at Roman Reigns? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but, but it... um. But it kind of ser- it kind of serves Roman's character quite well, so I, know, I don't. Saying, get- saying, it's like it's like the way he looks at like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, well, that's I I guess um I guess um I guess Paul gets excited when he thinks about his cash. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know. <sighs> So the same, like I said, the segments that um, that Roman and Paul were involved in were fantastic. So the the show starts off with uh, Roman Reigns, um, Paul Heyman, and, and uh, Jay Uso uh, making their way to the ring, and um, and. Pretty pretty much, uh, Rain says that there's nobody left for him to face, and they're they're done cutting their promo. They did their job, and they're gonna hop on the jet and collect their collect their paycheck. Um, Out comes Cesaro to confront Roman, and as soon as he takes the mic out of Roman's hand. Uh, Roman and company leave the ring and turn their back on Cesaro. Cesaro, justifiably, is looking at these people like, what the hell is your problem? Uh, Because he's fucking Cesaro. Um, But having said that, I really liked this promo and the way it was presented and um, the way uh, the way that Roman carried himself in this situation, because we know he's going to be a prick, but in this situation it was warranted because the fans know how talented Cesaro is, but the fact remains that that was his first ever WrestleMania singles match and his first ever WrestleMania. Uh, victory in that capacity. Um, so obviously Roman would be looking at him like, why the fuck would you be my next challenger if you've only had one WrestleMania victory? So from that perspective, it makes sense. Um, but but if we're going to have Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the next couple of months, sign me up for that. Take my fucking money now. I watch it. I, I, I will literally, I will literally be watching the screen, look, looking at the screen like Paul Heyman looks at Roman Reigns. <laughs> I, I will look at that like that is the sexiest thing I've ever seen because, <laughs> in terms of a, in terms of a, in terms of a wrestling fan situation, what in the world? That is fucking amazing. <laughs> and, you know, and I am secure enough in my straightness to tell you 
that Roman Reigns versus Cesaro excites the hell out of me. So take my money for that situation. But just as I get all excited, the, the excitement evaporates from the from the room because match number one has Otis versus Rey Mysterio. And, I, you know, you know, Elio, that I love Rey Mysterio. He's like my all-time favorite guy. You know this. I'm sorry, before you go on, I saw a vignette something about coming soon. Was that Rey Mysterio that I saw? Yeah, but that was for WWE uh, 2K22. Oh, yeah. All right, go ahead, go on. I was wondering what that was all about. Go on. Yeah, that's nothing important. They didn't, they didn't even have a 2K21 last year because the game, the game from 2K20 was so fucked up. Um, but, you know... Despite my ad, my admiration for Rey Mysterio, I couldn't give myself the care at all about this situation, so I'm not even going to review it because, quite frankly, it doesn't matter. And then match number two, Elliot, and I, I know we're going highs and lows. I do understand that, but I have to mention this. You know, usually you're not going to get me to complain about Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens because it's always going to be good. But we just saw this match at um, WrestleMania, and your next pay-per-view is being branded as WrestleMania Backlash. So that leads me to my question. If you're going to have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens again, why wouldn't the rematch take place at WrestleMania Backlash? No, we get it the same week on SmackDown. And to me, it's like, what the fuck are these people doing? Uh, And not not only that, but what was turning into a really good match between Zayn and Owens was fucked up by... um, by uh, um, by a uh, fuck finish. See what I did there? It was fucked up by a fuck finish uh, because uh, Sami Zayn had gotten himself counted out. So it's just like, what the hell? Um, I, so I didn't understand that at all. Um, next up was the, my highlight of the evening. Um, and that was... The Street Profits and uh, Bianca Belair in the ring, and Bianca continues to get her roses in the wake of uh, winning the SmackDown Women's Championship as a main event of uh, WrestleMania. And I, I just thought it was a really nice touch for that whole statement to be emceed by her husband, Montez Ford, which which I thought was just a, a very good uh, moment in time. Now, now I will, I will say this, and I, I really don't want it to be taken the wrong way because I am extremely happy um, for, uh, for Bianca and Sasha getting to shine the way that they did at WrestleMania uh, on uh, Saturday. 
Um, but I just feel like WWE is using this moment as, and, and they're using its importance to overshadow Sasha and uh, Bianca because the whole, the whole thing now is that they were the first uh, two black women to main event WrestleMania. And that's awesome. I'm taking nothing away from that. That is a massive accomplishment. But they're not talking about Sasha Banks and Bianca. They're talking about a, a narrative and a, and a political purpose in, in pushing the fact that it was two black women. So then naturally it gets so naturally the performances that were put in by Sasha and Bianca become secondary. And I hate that for the purpose of a political narrative. Why can't they just say it was an awesome fucking match and both women got what they deserved at WrestleMania? Why can't they just say that? Yep. Uh, you know, and, and, and they did, they got with, and like I said, I'm taking nothing away from either, either one of these women, because they, they did deserve that spot, and I'm very happy for them. What I hate about it is it, it, it becomes a political agenda, and I guarantee you, you know, Sasha and Bianca are becoming afterthoughts within that narrative, and I hate that. Um, so, uh, so then the, the absolute, uh, low light for me was Natalia versus Shayna Baszler. Why in the hell was this on my TV? Please make it stop. And then... Speaking of fuck finishes, oh, you you thought we were done at just one? Oh, no, 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 no. Because you would have thought Cesaro versus Jey Uso would be a pretty good match. I'm really glad they didn't do Cesaro versus Roman Reigns because they were kind of teasing that earlier in the evening, but at the very least, they didn't do that. But no, it couldn't be a clean match with Cesaro and Jey Uso. It had to be a fuck finish again. This time, not be a count out, but be a disqualification. Why can't we just have a clean match? Why does it seem like every single match has to have some sort of bullshit involved? I just don't understand it. And then to put to put to put this into perspective this episode of, of SmackDown was given a 7 out of 10 on the website that I'm using to review it. In what world was this a 7 out of 10? This was one of the worst WrestleMania post shows I've ever seen in my entire life. And, and the only thing that prevents it from being worse than Raw is the fact that Roman Reigns was on the show on uh, Friday night. What, I mean, am I missing something, Elio? I, I, I Did you say I, it was a 7 out of 10? Yes. Why? That, well, that's my exact, that's my exact question. So before I blow a gasket, let me, let me give the 
the mic back over to um, Elio so we can finish this show so I can get out of here and still have some of my natural hair color intact for the next episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Oh, All right, Ben. So let's uh, close the show off for the week. That is our show uh, for this week. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. A uh, whole new week of uh, wrestling, if you can call it that. And <laughs> and a whole new batch of movies to run through. And I will sit through all the crap and tell you what not to watch. Because I'll watch it so you, all of you fans don't have to. So Ben, my co-host Ben Pierce, I'm Elliot Canella. This is the Pizza Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, sing by the fans. See you later, and, th- and thanks for listening, because I know it's difficult in this, uh, this new era of WWE, so we really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. And we'll be back next week with fresh new takes and new reasons to get angry at WWE television. It's fire, it's freedom, it's fun, open.